I've got a thunderstorm that's rolling in here with severe warning. So if something goofy happens, you'll know that's what it was. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for letting me know. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for coming in. My name is Paul Bazirker01, Batman Shelley, your humble host and space bartender here at the Astro Pub and your um, facilitator here for the Captain's Table. The Captain's Table is a podcast and live stream where we talk with people from all over the Star Citizen universe uh, about Star Citizen. Uh, so this week, we've got two veteran members who've been to multiple pet Captain's Tables now. Um, so we'll... we'll I'll, I'll introduce them, but but we'll kind of get through some of this pretty pretty quickly. We might this end up this might actually end up being shorter, but every time I say that, it ends up being longer. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you said that the first time I was on, don't and we ended it. up being here for for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Well, I, all I say is we'll see. But but you know, depending on week to week, we we can we can make content. I can make make content on conversations. So uh, let's start over here with uh, Griffin. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? Where can they find you? Uh, I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, and I am one of the uh, producers of uh, The Soul Citizens. We uh, are on Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm also a member of Test Squadron and a former guest, and thanks for having me back. Thank you for coming on. Um, and uh, when when is Soul, Soul Citizen usually recorded, I know. Well, the, the, our main show is on Sundays. Um, that's at 8 p.m. And then we have a talk show where people can call in and join us in Discord and share their thoughts about Star Citizen on Thursday evenings. And that's at 10 p.m. Eastern. There we go. Make sure you're checking that out if you like Star Citizen content. I know a lot of people who watch this watch this because like they're going to bed or they're kind of stuff in the background. They're kind of listening into it. So if you need more content, Soul Citizens right there. Uh, Thank you. The Space Coder, who are you, what do you do in Star Citizen, and where can they find you? All right, uh, hello everyone, I'm the Space Coder. Uh, as the name suggests, I'm a software developer in real life, and I try to bring that into my Star Citizen content, trying to talk about development and how it works on the background from what I can gather. I stream on Twitch, I do YouTube videos, and uh, recently I actually made this little app for Star Citizen that can let you build uh, armor and weapon loadouts, and it's going to tell you where to buy them. Uh, Armory.thespacecore.space, if, if, you, if you want that. And I have been getting lynched by my community and by my friends for not seeing this when I get on the show. Uh, I am actually the director of social media and media production uh, at Atlas Defense Industries. There we and go. I have been forgetting to say that. Oh, and yeah, cool. that, that's, that's who I am. Thank you, and thank you for having, having me on the show again. Two, there we go. Two, two, two testes in an atla atlas walk into a bar. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, there we go. I, I, I realized that, like, I was like, why hasn't he ever promoted the fact that he's from Atlas? <laughs> like, I know. I, I always forget know. about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, um, welcome, uh, to, to this discussion today. What we're going to be talking about is 314. We've talked a little bit, like we talked about 314, then it released and I was just like, let's forget about 314. Let's go to 315. Um, mostly because of the, the kind of the guests we've had on, but now that it's had some time to sit and now that it's an open PTU. I want to talk about the major changes made to 314 in terms of the components and power specifically. Is it good? Is it bad? Um, there's lots of people who have uh, really good uh, opinions who are really, really invested into the, the game, to like the meta game, into like the PvP, PV, uh, you know, aspect. I'm not really one of those. And I know uh, Griffin isn't really either. So this is much more of a casual, and I don't know, Coder, you might be a little bit more, because I know you do videos and that kind of stuff on it, but you're, I know you're not like a hardcore PvP player, right? No, no. Uh, yeah. 
but I, but I actually do a lot of data mining of the game. Yes, <laughs> I know you do. That's that's if you like a lot of the videos uh, he you do, I know is is like data mining as well as like cool cinematic shots and stuff like that. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. so so this is going to be from a different perspective, and I think that's still a good valuable perspective to have because I think often when when uh, people who are more engaged and in, invested, as I've discovered, in, in invested in something, if you watch the last Captain's Table, the special, where we talked a bunch to a bunch of elite commanders, um, I learned a lot of like, wow, my perspective is so skewed from being so close to Star Citizen for so long. So I think it's a refreshing take to kind of sit there and go, let's look at it from a perspective of somebody who isn't pulling up Urkel every five minutes to figure out what the best loadout is based off of like our current experiences with that. Um, Cause that gives us a nice little range to look at. So watch those other videos, which are fantastic The covers people like uh, Virgil and, and, um, and others who break down, you know, the, the legacy fleet and all those sorts of things. Uh, but then, you know, here's this, our perspective, a little bit, a little bit different. So let's start with uh, you, Space Coder, since you're the last person to introduce yourself. What are your general goods and bads, and you'd like, and, and things you'd like to change about the, the the current changes that have been made to the game? I would say the good is that they're really uh, pushing for what you actually said in the pre-show for uh, more role-based uh, classification of ships, and they're actually 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 I think they've done this really well, where not just in weapons and shields, but also in thrusters. That was actually a big balance that I feel a lot of people kind of didn't notice or ignored. Mm -hmm. Where if you sit in an MSR or a Starfire and then you go sit in an arrow, you actually feel the difference mm -hmm. in, in how it handles, how it flies. And I think this was the good part, where they kind of put things into brackets and they kind of assign the roles to things and they trying to, they're trying to balance things towards that. The bad is... I would say that they're going in a very weird fashion about balancing things right off the bat, mm -hmm. where uh, they kind of even everything out. They said like, okay, here is the baseline. Everything is the same, and now we're gonna adjust this. You know, we're gonna have a bunch of dials and we're gonna adjust them until it feels right. Uh, and they're doing this based on player feedback. While I understand that player feedback is very important for CIG and for Star Citizen in general, at the same time, uh, the players will tell you anything to get what they want. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, there needs to be a certain level of control, a certain level of uh, here's the parameters within which we're going to be moving with the balancing and with how we're going to be adjusting things. And I, and I feel like that might be missing. And also, CIG, please, for fuck's sake, fix your files. Please. <laughs> fix your naming standards. That's true. It's, it's a headache. I've spent the last two weeks uh, adjusting my data mining tool and my API for my apps for... Uh, 314 changes, and they just cannot agree on one way of naming things. And it pisses me to fuck off. <laughs> they need to have a standardization is what they need to do. Because I've seen that too in some of their files. Their files are so weird in the way they yeah. named it. I, uh, I think uh, the main problem there is that the development has gone on for so long. They have actually gone over several kind of top-of-the-line cutting-edge standards for doing things. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of coming back to them. It's called technical depth in software development, where yeah. you have old stuff and you're making new stuff and you still haven't updated the old stuff to the new stuff. And oh my God, that just reminded me of my, of my backlog at work. work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, would, would there, uh, um, is there any, any changes you'd like to see going forward? I guess you kind of mentioned that, like more standardized, more, more like keep it at a, 
have an idea for the balance that they want to keep and then you know what i would like them to do and they're never going to do it probably is uh take all the shit that we're data mining and put it on an api and make it publicly accessible so we don't have to data mine the game just make my life easier one second that was actually a topic that was brought up in the uh, the live. We'll talk. I'll talk about it a little bit myself. Griffin, what are your thoughts? Goods, bads, things you'd like to change about the current balance? Mm, goods, bads. Well, first off, I neglected to mention that I have on my Astro Pub shirt. If you yeah, I see, so see. Yeah, I'm advertising for you. So send me thank the check you. anytime you're ready. Okay. Thank you. Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> you have the checks in the mail. Uh, okay, by the way, that. by the way, you can check your own Astro Pub merch in the top comment below on YouTube. And if you're there watching you this on, on on Twitch, you can say exclamation point merch, and it'll give you the merch. It's a very nice quality shirt, by the way. So check Thank it you. out. Um, let's see. Um, you know, it's been interesting. I've been, you know, reading some things are in Spectrum. Um, and and uh, I was thinking about your show this week, Paul, the one you had with the commanders from Elite. Yeah. Um, I've been following them since maybe about a week after Invictus when the whole free 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 flight thing was going on. And of course the thing is that they came out of Odyssey and why so many of them I'm gonna started pause playing. you for a moment. We're getting some weird feedback from the microphone every time you're talking. It's like Stand a by. Da, 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 da. that better? Yeah, it's good. You're good now. Awesome. Sorry. Um and so I've been following them and um it's been interesting to hear their perspective of Star Citizen. Um it, I think that when we've been in the game for so long, there are things that we either no longer pay attention to or take for granted. Um, one of the things that many of them have talked about is that they notice that in the ships in the game, they notice how ships all feel very different, mm -hmm. right? They, they talk about how one ship feels so much different than another. And I know we, we recognize that too. Um, but I, I think that this process of us going through another change, uh, the, whether it's flight model, whether it's combat, um, and we've been through these before, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not the first time. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, when I hear the people complaining about it, I understand the frustrations. I, I've, I've got friends who tell me about how they've got to, you know, redo their their joysticks, for example, for weeks, you know, because of all these changes that happen or some new keys pop up that we have to use. Um, it, it's all a part of the evolution of the development. And I know that it's very frustrating because we get ourselves settled in muscle memory, all that good stuff. But when these changes come, they're usually for the better. Every once in a while, there's that faux pas. But but we end up adjusting as players. Um, I, I took, to Space Coder's point, um, I do worry a little bit because sometimes the community's voice, which we do want the community's voice towards the development, um, I, I, I would hope that CIG is discerning enough to know uh, whose, whose voices are from a selfish perspective and those who speak on behalf of the betterment of the game. And so I, I, I like the fact that, you know, I remind people of this all the time. I was talking with a group last night. You know, Chris Roberts said that I want to make the game that I want to play. He never said the game you guys want to play or the game that we want to play. He said the game I want to play. And I think that's always behind the vision of the game. But I think Chris is sensitive enough, too, that he needs to have the players to be happy as well. Um, to Coda's point about the whole starting over again with, with the combat, um, it kind of reminded me a few weeks ago, I had to, um, I got a new monitor mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I decided to hook it up and then I realized, oh my God, I've got so many wires that I've built up over so much time now. <laughs> this is going to become a, a, it became a freaking four hour project just to put up a monitor, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that, that to his point, you know, over time they've built this, uh, this dynamic or these, these, these components to combat, but now they've got to go back and clean it up somewhat. 
Uh, I know it's a bit frustrating, uh, but I was watching the SCL from yesterday, and I think they give a lot of good explanation as to why they're doing it the way they're doing it right now. It's not necessarily a good or easy pill to swallow, but I think that the rationale is there for why that they're going to start rebuilding. And, they, and they've told us before that things are going to be, I mean, we haven't even gotten anywhere near serious, serious balancing yet. Um, but we know that this is coming. And so we just have to adjust to it as players, as far as, from my perspective, at least. Okay. Was there anything you'd like to change from, from this current, current build in terms yeah, of- Yeah, like, the new you know? jump going to Horizon. I haven't been there yet, but I heard it's terrible now. I heard <laughs> it was fun a week ago, but I heard that they've, they've got some issue with uh, how you get to Horizon now. Um, okay. I, I, yeah, someone I mean, slightly misspelled the quantum uh, exit range. Yeah. Slightly, <laughs> and, and then I heard when you get there, you've got to double back to that new range in order to get there, and it's it's like kind of crazy. I haven't tried it yet, uh, but I, I'm sure that will be uh, fixed like everything else because people are truly. I, I got caught in it after patch uh, went live or went to PTU. I got oh. caught in it because I didn't know. Uh, yeah. It was painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but other we're, than that, we're, losing uh, we're getting the oh, yeah. feedback again. Yeah, I know. Any really? Yeah. Looks like his camera is a. Uh, yeah, that was screen. the goofy OBS thing. Yeah, there we go. Is it better now? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. For some reason, or other my I'm disconnected okay. my mic and the jack's been acting up. Anyway, it's not um, a captain's table without technical issues. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anything else though? Uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with most of what's been in the game. I have not done the stuff in relation to missiles and all of that yet. I haven't gotten that far along. Um, but so far, what I've seen, I'm pretty happy with. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll say that the good is this is a needed shakeup. This feels different now. Every, the power, using power makes it so that it matters and the decisions matter. And I'm always a big fan in terms of game design. I'm always a huge fan of making decisions matter, having a reason for that gameplay. I hate from games just add stuff for the sake of adding stuff because it doesn't add interesting dynamics to games. Now with, with, with ships, I feel like I have to, I purposely have to choose a ship that I know is going to be good for the role that I need to fill. Whereas before it was like, I can hop into my arrow, fit it with three do three big dockas and then fly around and kill everything. I don't need to do anything. And then there's this one loadout I need to build for the meta for PVP because right. it's the best loadout. Now it's starting to feel like I can start specializing in types of ships I, I go for. And if I want to, uh, to deal with better players, there's safety in numbers. It's no longer a game where one talented person with the met the best metal loadout will kill 15 pit players. Now mm -hmm. everyone kind of is parody numbers will start to matter more. And you're really at a disadvantage with large ship with small ships, which is good. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a good change because as, as, as someone who bought this game to, to pilot spaceships with other friends, making multi-crew ships, the most viable option for doing things is the right way. It's the right move. Um, it needs to happen because um, at making this game was never designed to be uh, space combat fighter sim 20. It was always designed around space. <laughs> space fighters flying off of carriers. It was always designed as an MMO with more people trying to come in and, and help out. That's oh, but wait, 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 slow down, slow down. What do you do about the players who say I should be able to dot, 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 dot. No, you can't. 
that's <laughs> you're not supposed to. I mean, like, like it's it's not. There's a lot of people I think who have built their own brain what Star Citizen mm-hmm. should be. And as we get closer to a Star Citizen being an actual game that more people are playing, a lot of those people are going to start to realize that they fantasize about a game that doesn't exist, that won't exist. Um, But I've put my money into this game. I put in good money into this game. I should be able to dot, 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 dot. No. Well, too bad. It's it's in the disclaimer when you pay pay the money. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's in disclaimers everywhere. Like every time you go into the freaking roadmap now, it's like, none of this is final. Please do like, you have to click it every single time, which is good. You know, yeah. um, the, the, I, I get that there, there needs to be a solo aspect to the game, but, mm-hmm. uh, I've been playing a lot of new world, um, because it's in beta as of the, this recording. And one of the things that new world really does well is you can solo every single mission if you want to. If you have the mm-hmm. if you have the right levels or the right gear, but it's so much easier to do it with other people, and because the way that they do XP generation, if I kill a mob, everyone in my party gets the exact same XP as I do. Mm-hmm. So it is actively encouraging people to play together because it's easier. It means you can do higher level stuff together. It means that not people aren't going to be punished for being, doing things like healing and other sorts of things. And CIG seems to be doing something similar where you can do all of these missions if you're good enough, but they'll come to a point where it's just easier to hop into a hammerhead and get other people or fly with a couple of other people, you know? Um, and that's good, you know? And I think as we go along, we'll see some ability for really talented players to do well. But I think it's healthy to say that you can't just pick a mono boat and go because that's bad design. It's bad balance. And anyone who's who's like, but I want to be able to kill everyone. I'm sorry, but that's not how games work. You know, you, you know, even in real reality, one thing won't win all the time. You know, you, you, you have to have specific roles for specific jobs, which makes the game more interesting in this case. So can I, can I toss in something too? Um, again, I was talking with some folks last night and I think that, you know, over the years, some of us know, or we remember maybe some of the things that CIG said in relation to how they want to see gameplay take place. And so it's kind of easy for some people to come into the game, maybe who didn't hear the early information and just assume that, see, you know, the game is going to be a certain way. Yeah. Uh, things, statements like Chris saying that he wanted us to do close quarter combat, right? Yeah. That he wanted us to be much more tactical, more calculating, more thoughtful about attacking. And I'm, I'm mentioning that because I know the issue has been coming up about the reduced uh, ammunition, ballistic ammunition in ships. And that forces you to do that. Now, I know for some people, and, I, and I've heard, and someone commented this the other day about, well, it's the 30th century. We should be able to put as much ammo on there as possible. But I think that there's some dynamics to that that just don't work. I mean, I, we get it. You know, I mean, for that for that case, we shouldn't be flicking mechanical switches on our ship either in the 30th yeah. century. But, you know. I hate um, that argument. I hate yeah, the yeah. argument. It's it's the 30th century. We should. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. It's a video game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and merging that world between, you know, what's today and there yeah. is what they've been trying to do. I mean, and we, we can we can go to the future to a certain degree, but at the same time, I think there's some practicality that they keep in. So I, I, I think that, you know, for those of you who've never watched it, for, I'm talking about people who've never seen it, the 10 for chairmen's where Chris is talking about vision, things like that. Those are good to go back to. Some things have changed, but there's a lot of stuff there that's still foundational to the development of the game. Yeah. 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 
And at the end of the day, what's important, and I think this is this is important about the changes, I think, is that it shows that CIG is willing to make the game, to break the game, to make it more fun. To do to go to do things in order to maximize because I like the, the rule of video games, and this is something that's important, is that most video games are not the, the exact same thing they set out to be when they first were pitched. Mm-hmm. Most video games change. They change. Yep. Just because it's the I like to use the the D and D problem. Anybody who's ever been in D and D or been a been a been a, a DM, especially in a D and D game has these interesting ideas and the way things are going to go. And you try to plan for every possible route that they might do, but your players will always find something you don't realize. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of think it on the fly. You can be the best game designer in the universe and you'll reach a point where a game, the game that you make will work in ways you don't expect, or the players will do things you don't expect. Mm-hmm. So it's best to plan and then adapt based off those plans. A great example of this is, um, I used to, I like to use this a lot, the Halo games. Originally, Halo was supposed to be an RTS, real-time strategy. And then it moved from an RTS to a third-person shooter, and then it moved from a third-person shooter to a first-person shooter over the course of its development. Um, you know, so many, like uh, uh, the famous example of Final Fantasy XIV, which it launched, was terrible and then completely redone by by the team who made it uh, by a new with a new new lead and it became great afterwards. No Man's Sky yeah. is 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 advanced Destiny. All of these games where the game releases initially or the game is that I is is realizes one thing then they realize it's not fun or doesn't work that way and then they continue developing. And that's it's CIG doing this is kind of an example of that, which is good. I think it's a good thing to keep things healthy and change things around. Bad. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I agree with Space Coder. They need to have a solid state starting point rather than like these all, like this is the balance and these are the balances we want. Let's put balance from there. I think. Kind of to add to to that point from actually what you said a couple of minutes ago is while they have an immense amount of chaos and disorder in their processes, their files, their naming standards. Like you said, they are willing to make big changes to mm. how things are in order to fix that. And that is actually something that, from my experience, a lot of developers won't do. Like they mm. will not put themselves on that course where fine, it's going to take three months, but it's going to make everything better, but we're not going to be able to do anything else and we might potentially break everything. Mm. And a lot of developers are not going, to, will, not going to be willing to do that. And I like that CIG and their devs are willing to go into that because it is a big unknown because potentially you might have just wasted some months of effort of uh, multiple people, which costs a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can tell you uh, the project I'm working on, we have been actually doing a change to the project. We've been actually completely reworking it from the ground. We rewrote the entire application. It has taken us over a year. And, um, and if you, there's five developers on the team, I'm talking about millions of dollars yeah. being spent on this. I mean, yeah, the, 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 even, even if CIG paid super low in terms of their, their, their pay structure, you still, a, a complete overhaul of anything in, C- in Star Citizen yeah. is going to, is going to cost a million plus easy yeah. just because paying people to do that job is the most expensive part. <laughs> Everything else is added to it. So, um, but I, uh, so while it's a, it's a, 
bad thing, I think. I it's the good outweighs the bad. I would like this for them to have done that, but it's not the worst thing in the world. It is the the changes were better than they than than the uh, than than they were bad. And I think the main change is twofold. One, I agree with Space Coder uh, about the um, we need more uh, information, an API that allows people to, or in game, be able to see some stats about the, the stuff you're using is important. Because if you don't, don't do it, players will do it. Like, I know they're searching for not having a meta, which is good, but you're going to eventually have a meta build for a specific role. You know, the tank, the DPS, the healer, the support, whatever. You know, you're going to, they're moving down that route, which is good. But when you do that, either you will develop, you either release your own stat lines to help people understand that, or players will develop their own. Because it'll happen. You're not going to stop that. And that's one of those examples of like, you can't plan for everything. You can't plan for the entire adventure and expect your players to your, 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 your PCs to do everything you want to in a, in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. You can't say, we're not going to do this because it will eventually be made by players anyways. So it's better that you make it and you control it in a specific way. Uh, otherwise, it'll be... That's a good be... point there. You know, CAG is really missing out on the opportunity to control the information and control the narrative with this. Because yes. right now, we have a bunch of people just trying to break into the game yeah. to get this information that CAG has. I mean, iCache is going to be fully implemented soon enough. And iCache has an API. I actually did a network capture on Star Citizen. And mm -hmm. there is a service that I'm assuming is iCache. It's encrypted, but I'm assuming it's iCache yeah. because it, it wasn't there uh, you know, a year ago. Yeah. So they have this information. They have it on, a, on an API. It's just not public. And that, that is a matter of just writing a public interface for that and teaching people how to use it. Now, that, that's I, all there is to it. I, I think I think the issue is less of willing to do so and more time to do so. It's not yeah. important because they've got other things they got to worry about and things are still in flux. See the matrix of lies, AKA the ship matrix page, which is woefully out of date, terribly out of date and hasn't been updated in oh gosh, probably seven years. It's probably not been updated in, in the, in almost the entire length of the project. It was first released in like 2015, 2014. And since then, it's been completely wrong. Even when I mean, ships... You know, my, my last email to uh, the recruiters at CIG was, match the money I'm getting paid now, match my hours, and I will make the damn API myself in three months. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. Basically, that's kind of what, um, what, what Jake did. You know, Jake worked on tracking <laughs> software before he worked at CIG. And he's basically doing a similar job to what he used to do, but for CIG. Um, and he did that already before with like the, uh, with relay and stuff like that, doing like updates and logging all those sorts of things. So he had experience. If you wait long enough, CIG will hire you to build the API for, for them. I hope they do. <laughs> that way I can make it, you know, to, to, in a way that suits me, you know, <laughs> that works for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, uh, I think I think the API and I think updating the ship matrix would be changes I'd like to see. Changing the ship matrix to an API which allows for up-to-date information, building their own Urkel in-game and then having it accessible out of game. 
But then again, I've also been sh old man shouting at clouds because I've also been the same, doing the same, saying the same thing about the, their map. You've got this award-winning game map that you built for your for your um, for your website, and you have a shit map on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on, on don't, don't even game. get me started on the advanced camera <laughs> yeah the advanced camera is garbage but again a yeah. lot of this is it wasn't important it's just not important like the, yeah. the map is now important we're starting to see the changes and i know that they want to move away from from just pure stat lines but having stats you're going you're never going to run away from stats so and even modern day, we don't have HP damage for an AR-15, but we know the ballistic rounds. We know its speed. We know how uh, how it's fired to give us those stats because we know you have those stats. They're in the game. You you coded those stats in. Just give it to us so we have. We know you have them because we pulled them from the game. That's how we know you have them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Jake from Relays works at CIG now. Yes, that is that is. He does the roadmap. Let's just read in the chat real quick. So, yes. Um, uh, all right. Um, we're done. That's short, 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 short than ever. Well, that was uh, a great show, Paul. Thanks. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about other quick, changes. Quick, make up another topic. Let's talk, let's talk about other changes for 314. Um, uh, let's talk about the, the new aspect of 314. And is it good enough for 314? Uh, Griffin, since you were the last one to, to answer this, other changes other than just the ship changes, the you know Orison or anything else. Yeah, I was going to say out? let me let me talk about Orison a little bit because the week I was looking forward to hearing about Orison was your salty program that you oh had, yeah and you guys didn't even talk about it. So yeah. for those of us who were looking for a little praise uh, <laughs> from um, Orison itself, Horizon, uh, whichever way you want to say it, is is beautiful. Um, hats off to CIG, uh, as we would say. It's, uh, somebody put their foot in it when they did that one. They they the the cooks did well. Um, I think the first couple days, I just kind of spent time just there. And I, I hate to say this as crazy as it may sound. There was actually an evening where I I got there when sun the sun was setting, and I decided to sit there and see what it was like. And uh, I sat in the bar, looked out, for those of you who've been to the, the bar there, the Voyager bar, I sat there and looked out at the clouds and stuff and closed my eyes and listened to the winds and the little chime sounds. Next thing you know, I was asleep. Um, and I woke up and it was nighttime there. And it was it was amazing, as crazy as that may sound. It was a very immersive experience doing that. But even more, uh, over the next couple of days, I spent some time flying around. First of all, Horizon is much bigger than I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. um the, the the amount of platforms locations you can go to uh someone said hey you know those barges up there you can go up there and actually get on them and i was like really and i flew up to yeah. one of the barges and of course those of us who've been around any amount of time the first thing you expect to happen to you when you land on something that's new is, is that you blow up you might fall through <laughs> <laughs> but i actually was able to run around on the whole barge look at the shipping crates and the other thing that was great about that was I'm starting to see the the, the invisible thread that CIG is pulling together. Those same crates that are up there are the same crates that were down in the um, the Shubin mining area, which are the mm -hmm. same crates that we're seeing at these uh, space stations. So we see this whole cargo thing starting to come together more and more. So uh, there's just a lot of great things that, that, that they've put there. And obviously you see the room for expansion. I mean, I don't think mm -hmm. there's probably one-tenth maybe one fifteenth or 20th to that place being anywhere near what it's going to be like when it's completed. So um, again, CIG, you guys, you know, I'm, I, I, will, will I say it was worth the wait? Yes, to, I will. I actually mm -hmm. say it was worth the wait. It's the crowning achievement on Stanton 
it's a nice way to cap it off before we start moving out into other systems. So uh, I'll speak about Horizons for right now. There's some other things I could talk about, but I'll, like, I'll jump over to Coder if there's something he wants. Coder? Right. Uh, Orison. And actually, I'm going to start with Crusader as a whole because we got the whole cloud tech mm, and everything. Yeah. I was, I was expecting the worst when it came out. And I'm talking about Evocati when it first came out. I was expecting worse. I was expecting to log in and see a slideshow. And it actually ran well. That, so that was a very pleasant mm. surprise for me that it actually worked. Uh, and it actually worked for a lot of people who have uh, lower end PCs and that kind of stuff. That, so that was great. I, I see that as a huge success in the new renderer and everything. And I hope we can kind of move forward in this uh, direction with performance because that, that would be great. Like mm -hmm. performance is a big issue for a lot of people right now, I know. So I, I think, and it's not a priority right now because we're still very early in development and performance optimization is difficult. Let's, let's be honest about that. But if we can kind of move, at least with the render, because I know they're uh, trying to get the Gen 12 uh, going, mm -hmm. so if we can move that way. But Orison, goddamn CIG. Yeah. The expectations were high, and visually, you absolutely met the expectation, expectations, but content-wise, mm -hmm. like, tell me what is there to do at this landing zone. There is virtually no stores, uh, there is virtually no missions. You have to actually fly, or you used to have to fly up to Porto to get missions. I think that actually got fixed in the meantime, but same as New Babbage when it came out. It, right. New Babbage when it came out it was empty. There was nothing, and they said, oh, we're going to do New Babbage version 2, and when New Babbage version 2 came out, all we got was a glorified Apple store that <laughs> does nothing, and along with that, we got a patch that says, oh, we, you can now change the mobby glass color, that little <laughs> band on your arm, <laughs> and it actually broke armors for a <laughs> month <laughs> because it would delete your mobby glass and you couldn't do anything. Uh, and now I'm actually fearing that we have Orison version 2 in 316, I think. And I fear that a similar thing is going to happen where they're just going to, you know, blow it all off where, oh, they're going to add one shop in there and, or they're going to do, you know, one mission give or something like that. And it's going to feel empty. I feel like they have been going in this direction with New Babbage and now with Orison where they release a major feature, but it feels unfinished where it, there's just not enough content in it. Coder, wasn't there supposed to have been that they pulled it off the map? Wasn't there supposed to have been a mission giver? Because at one point there was a silhouette of a mission two. giver that was supposed to pop. Was it two? two. Yeah, and then they and they both disappeared, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. so. There's like you said, there's no reason to go there other than the sightseeing dynamic, you know. Yeah, yeah I feel like you know, I know that they're going to add more stuff in the future. Mm -hmm. I I am fully aware of this, but mm -hmm. my problem is that if there is no content or no reason to go there now, people are just mm -hmm. not going to go there. Period, mm -hmm. and I, that just feels like you know like a waste of effort for me. Like, oh, we created this very beautiful landing zone. It's, it's beautiful, and it's also very detailed, where you can kind of... I mean, all of the platforms you see, you can land everywhere. The, the only no-fly zone in, uh, in Orison is the actual uh, Skyway platform, or whatever they're calling it, where the mm -hmm. main player, player is, and the Providence platform. That's the only no-fly zone. Everywhere else you can go, you can land, you can land on the barges. And actually, speaking of the barges, I did explode the first time I landed on one. But that was Evocati. Uh, <laughs> I don't Evocati, yeah. <laughs> was... Well, Coder, I'm going to argue your point about going to Orison, because obviously you don't waste your money in Star Citizen on clothing like I do. So I go to the clothing store, okay? Mm -hmm. I, just, I just want you to know that. I do have a reason to go, okay? <laughs> You know, I, I, actually, the uh, Crusader clothing line is actually very good. <laughs> it is very good. 
And I uh, love the, Texas, you, uh, the gun store. Yeah. The gun store is amazing. The Texas store the gun is, store is amazing. amazing. Where it's just well, guns actually saw tweet and burritos. When you put it out, it was hilarious. <laughs> and don't forget that there's 7-Eleven. You can buy guns in it. At, yeah. What's the place called? The Kin... Kin, kin Kelto? Kelto. Kelto. Yeah, yeah, Kelto. Kelto. <laughs> yeah. Now you see the, the clothing store in Orson and in New Babbage. I walk in there and I feel like I'm out of my tax bracket, so I leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm too poor for this store. <laughs> um, I'll I'll say that the changes with Orison, like I'll disagree. I will fundamentally disagree that it's that it's empty. I feel like Orison is more fleshed out as a city than any other landing zone they've had so far, because it feels like there was locations to go to in every location. I do agree that there's not a lot of content, but mm. I think that that's more of an issue of just the game systems for that content are done yet. You know, like, um, it's just the, the but it, the design, the bones of it is good. I, I, think I agree, like the bones, the design, everything, it's it's amazing. I'm just yeah. missing the content. Yeah. yeah, like, we're waiting for the Discovery Tour, which already, they already have a location yeah. for that, for, for to go to. For the, to, go to. Yeah, uh, actually, I actually thought they would have that at the Orson release, mm. Mm. Uh, mm. but they don't. That would, that would have been, that would have actually been enough to kind of push me over the edge where we'd be like, okay, this is good. I have no complaints. Mm. I think it's because they're waiting for um, the, um, the the whale, the space whale to come in, which is why mm. I feel like version two will possibly have the discovery tour. And if it has the discovery tour, then they'll have the whales in for version two, which is coming in December, which was be a hell of a release. If they're like, by the way, here's yeah. animals on planets. <laughs> have a good weekend or ha have a good holiday, you know, and walk away with animals on, on planets. You know, the the great hunts will begin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's get the bears on Microtech. Yeah, yeah the exactly. Boreal, the Boreal, yeah, the Boreal is supposed to Stalker. be coming out within the next couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, I think it would be better if they didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Like, uh, and someone would be just, you know, chilling on Microtech and suddenly there would be a big bear <laughs> just eating them. Like, no one would believe you if you said that. Like, you came <laughs> on, a bear ate me up. No one would believe you. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I almost, based off of what I've seen, I can almost think that that's, that's, a, that's, I feel like the reason why they haven't said anything about it is because, like, CIG, they can't confirm it yet. They just don't mm -hmm. know if it's going to be ready or not by the end of the year. So they don't want to put anything out there yet. Um, and, and it's weird because Griffin is melting on the actual broadcast, but in the preview, he's not, uh, and now he's, it's, 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 it's OBS Ninja. It, it yeah. does its thing. It'll um, come and go. Yeah. So, but I, 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 it feels like a city. The fact that when mm -hmm. I walked out of the, um, the, 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 the tower, I was like, okay, so this is just like, like Macrotech or, or, um, area 18 where like. Or not 18, but like Microtech, where it's like I have to hop on a tram and go somewhere else. It feels a lot more akin to Area 18, but I never really thought about it with Area 18 or Lorville, where you can like walk out and kind of walk around the, the areas. This felt right. Like I'm in a tower, I'm in a, an apartment. I walk out of the apartments and there's a shop right across the way. I can walk over there, I can see it. And there's, there's, a, there's a bar up there. Like it felt like a city. It felt like a place where people live, not just a location that was built for a game. Yeah. I think this is the I first time I, I didn't feel like it was a game, you know. Well, the other places, too, have a much more claustrophobic feel, even though yeah. R-Corp is open. Everything is like just right there next to you, you know, yeah. or rising. Everything's just spread out, you know, yeah. there's vistas and 
uh, view and everything else. So, uh, and the, and the transit took advantage well. of this very airy, open design language. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, can you imagine the property prices? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, but I, I think that's right. It's like because when you walk across that bridge to go to to the Kelto and into that that shopping mm -hmm. center, it I was like, this is like me crossing the street. Like I'm mm -hmm. on this side of the street. And there's this <laughs> there's a street here and the the, the 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 shuttles are flying by and I'm crossing mm -hmm. over the street through it, it felt like a city like it was it was the design language feels good with Orison and it feels like they took their time and learned from what they did in the They're past mm -hmm. and improved upon it. Um, yeah, have you actually have you guys actually noticed that uh, some of the stationary NPCs in Orison they uh, if you look at their hair it's using the new hair tech. New, new hair tech. Mm -hmm. I think all yep. of the female models or most of the female models yeah. are using the new new hair tech. Because, most of them. Most of the stationary ones did. Yeah. Yeah, and they even mentioned that um, in in one of the progress tracker updates that they're redoing yep. the female head. So I think that's part yeah. of it. So. All right. Um, um, other new things: the Taurus. The Taurus, um, okay. long-awaited long Taurus. Um, I hate to say it's Griffin, but it's a Connie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a Connie. Um, yeah, it's a big uh, Connie, though. I, I'm, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I will say this: the, the extended cargo is nice in it. Mm -hmm. um, I was expecting there was. You could see that they did do a new pass on the Connie, though. With it, there are some changes on it. There are some physical changes to the ship. I am curious to ask both of you. I asked a friend of mine of this, and they thought the same thing. That back area where the P-52 used to be has its own grid and looks like it might be shielded. Is that going to be the smuggling area? Because yes. the original... I okay. think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Because the original was behind the pilot seat, and I, it looked like that's what they did was move it back there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that's the key. And they, they swapped the bottom turret out, so it's no longer... They still have the bottom turret, but the bottom turret is no longer... Right, it's tractor beams now, right? It's tractor beams, which actually makes mm -hmm. it a lot of sense for loading and unloading cargo. So, mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah, the Taurus is actually really good. I, I flew it a bunch. I, I did some trading with it. Did some, you know, just flying vehicles around. It, it's really good. It, it is a Connie. It is a Connie. I, I, mm -hmm. I will call myself. I don't like Connies that much, uh, but this, I, I like this Connie. <laughs> It, it makes me w wish for a gold pass. Like, I can't wait for the yeah. gold pass on the Connie now. Because I feel like what they're doing with Retaliator, what they've done with the, the Saber and the and the Gladius, mm -hmm. um, I feel like gold pass on the Connie is going to make Connie go from being a, eh, it's a Connie, to, yeah, it's a Connie. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> for, for it to go from being a, uh, like a middling to poor uh, ship that no one wants to use, to being a, solid choice for an independent explorer or for a group of people, you know, back to being the, the poster child of star citizen from being taken away from the, from MSR. Uh, I mean, the thing with the Connie is that, you know, it, it gets the job done. Yeah. But, but there's kind of that lack of that wow factor to it mm -hmm. that, that you see in a lot of other ships. And I feel like that's, that's, that's what's taking away from it actually. Yeah. I, I honestly think if it's reliable, that's the key. If the, if the Connie ends up becoming reliable, especially when we have uh, persistent inventory, right? When mm -hmm. you have when you have the um, storage spaces where you can start storing like those lockers and you have like a table where you can sit around and like mm -hmm. like those sorts of aspects of, of, of the Connie where it becomes a good long-term solution for like flying around and doing things, mm -hmm. a good storage facility and it, because it's so it's almost Drake in its in its accessibility in terms of how 
flexible it is in terms of what it can do. Uh, and add on to the fact that this in the latest changes made the Connie dangerous as a ship. Mm-hmm. It's not incredibly good, but the all you need, to, all they really need to do was fix pilots being or uh, co-pilots being able to use missile mode better uh, by flipping up that MFD that goes into the side the, the, the side seats of the uh, the Connie and uh, mm-hmm. allowing for passengers to track targets. And the Connie goes from being a, a, a middling combat ship to a fear something you have to fear as a pilot because having four people in a Connie, five people in a Connie with one person in the, uh, in the, in the, in the Merlin makes that ship very, very tempting and very difficult to hit. And when you think about it, they actually did a health upgrade and a shield upgrade on the Connie. So now it's actually a a viable option as a gunship because it it has a lot of guns on it and it has the snapfire. It it has a shit ton of missiles. (laughs) Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me throw a question to you guys, because um, as you know, the Connie was taken off of the uh, store, mm-hmm. so it was priced at 150 the same as a Max previously, so well, since it's no longer, you can't upgrade to it, and you can't buy it right now, yeah, that you means will more than likely, live, but... when it comes out now, it's going to be a different price, so my first question yeah. to you guys is, is what do you think the new price will be? And then the second thing is, don't forget there are some other benefits to the Connie. One of them in particular is that the beds on Connie's can be ejected. Mm-hmm. And that's something that freelancers can't do. Yeah. So that adds it in the smuggling area. So those add a little bit more to that ship. So what do you think the number will be now instead of 150? Or do you think it'll stay at 150? It'll end up being about 180 to 200, I think. Yeah, For, I, I agree. It'll it'll stay around the same price as the, um, the maybe a little less than the... Um, the... Andromeda's 225, I think now. The Andromeda yeah. is... Uh, it's, I don't think I don't think that the Taurus is as strong as people think because mm-hmm. it, it because the Connie is more powerful. Um, it's it'll stay at two twenty five two fifty, and I think the the Taurus will remain because it's it loses its bottom turret, it loses mm-hmm. the the snub fighter, it gains cargo space, but it's just not quite as good. The cargo is more. Yeah, but also, you have to keep in mind that the Taurus is slightly less agile. Mm-hmm. It's slight but noticeable. Yeah, uh, where you know, it, because, I mean, it is the cargo holder. It is supposed to be slow, heavy. You're supposed to have it full of cargo. Yeah. So I, I, I think I don't think it's that that strong either. I mean, Andromeda is still going to be you know the gunship, so mm-hmm. just because it has a shit ton of missiles and missiles are right now very deadly. Janan, if that's true, thanks for telling me. I did not know that. Janan says that the beds of the freelancer are supposed to be escape pods. They might be. I don't. I don't remember if they are or not. If they are, I think there's. Suppo- I think there's. Uh, when you go to the freelancer crash sites or the freelancer wrecks in space, they actually have the beds ejected. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I so I learned something new. Teach an old dog a new trick. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to say. Um. But I still think it's it's better than the freelancer in terms of storage capacity, in terms of missile sizes, like. The, the the closest equivalent to Andromeda now for the freelancers is the Miss. And the Miss is yeah. nowhere near the same amount of just pure firepower that the Connie can put out. Mm. Um, they, they actually so. messed up the Miss in 314. They, they replaced the Gatlings with laser cannons. Yeah, and I yeah. think they should have done laser Gatlings. Laser Gatlings would have been better. Yeah, the cannons yeah. don't work as much. So, mm. um, But anyways, the the... I would say, yeah. I, I, what do you think in terms of money there, um, space cutter uh, for for the Taurus? Uh, I think it's gonna go up by twenty thirty dollars from where it is now. I, I don't think I, th- I think that's kind of the standard price hike right now. 
So, so I think mm -hmm. that's that's where they're gonna go. And I think we're gonna see maybe another twenty thirty dollars uh, once they do the constellation gold standards. Mm -hmm. so, so wait, yeah, I think, I think that's what we're gonna see. Okay. Maybe it's gonna be less uh, because CA, I think CAG are trying to. I think they have been more conservative with their price hikes in mm -hmm. the last uh, year year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe because they have enough funding, or maybe because of the pandemic. I, I do not know. I, I wish to know how CAG decides on the prices of things. <laughs> I, I would like to know what kind of voodoo goes goes on for for yeah. that. But, <laughs> I, uh, I, but yeah, I think one eighty is a good solid though, because that's a, yeah. that's about thirty dollars more than it is now, and it's still about twenty dollars less than the Rylan, the Rylan, and it's about the same as a Rylan. It's maybe yeah. a a little bit less cargo space than a Rylan, but you know, about the same. Okay, so cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the other thing is, uh, I think the biggest change that I really am looking forward to with 3.14, and feel free to agree or disagree with me, is the fact that they're going to be, they haven't done it yet, they've been testing Xenothreat again, but mm. the fact that they're rolling the events in to 3.14, like the uh, Nine Tails events will be, as they said, it will be weekly. It'll happen yeah. usually on the, the weekends. The fact that it's a consistent thing, maybe not consistent in the sense that it's going to always be on this at this time but you know that if you're going to go on the weekend you'll have a high chance of running into one of those events that's good in my opinion because a mm. it's advancement we're getting closer to the actual game and b it's something to do <laughs> and something <laughs> to do is a big a big draw for people a lot of a lot of star citizen fans are just like just give me something to do and i'll do it chg do something i don't want to sometimes i just can't justify logging into to do box missions you know so, mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing for events to come in? I, I agree. I 100% agree. Like, we we like gameplay and we like shit to do. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what they're doing. They're just giving us stuff to do. And if it's, if it's going to, more often it happens, the better, I think. Obviously, there's going to have to be a balance with, uh, you know, if they do a certain event over and over and over and over, uh, people are just not going to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Even if, if, there is a lot of monetary gain in it or whatever. Uh, so there's going to have to be balance. But uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, Xenothreat uh, now has a reputation reward mm -hmm. and it's, it's armor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, And I could actually tell you what the armor is because it's in the game files, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I, I, we spent ahead. some time doing it last night. We did Xeno last night um, and uh, I liked it a lot better. With the little bit that we did do last night it was a lot of fun. It was about six of us uh, moving cargo and doing some other stuff. Um, I want them to put a face on the Xeno threat though. Um, you know, we had that one video where the announcement went out about it, uh, but I'm looking forward to some other dynamics of those NPCs other than just seeing their ships fly around. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we figure, I don't know how they're going to do that yet. I know there's the whole blockade thing that might come up later with the nine tails and stuff. Uh, but I, I want, I, I'm looking for some enemies in the game for lack of a better term, but not just mm -hmm. enemy ships, if that makes any sense. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I also noticed when I was walking around the announcements that are coming up more frequently, there are different type of announcements about details, about things going on when mm -hmm. you walk through spaceports and things like that. It was nice to wake up in the bed and you got the Xeno threat. Right off the bat, you know, the message thing comes up telling you that they need people. Updates that constantly come through. So I like all those little things that they've added that are kind of going on in the background. And you you hear them. You're not listening for them, but you hear them when they pop up. And yeah. I, I like that they've added that to the game. 
Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was responding to something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I really don't know. Let's do a final thought. It, good or bad? Is 314 good? Is it a step forward or is it bad? Is it is it not go, go far enough or is it a step backwards? Um, uh, Griffin. There's never enough for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that it was a fairly smooth update. There was some issues in the very first day with a lot of desyncing. Um, the 30K seem to be becoming less and less. They still happen, but you mm. don't hear the complaints about them as much as you used to. Uh, they chopped down the fixes. The patches came out really quick this time around. They were doing some really quick work with getting rid of that stuff, which was nice to see. Um, people seem to be pretty happy technically about the game. It's just those weird, the changes that came up, like the combat change, adjusting to mm-hmm. that. Uh, a lot of folks, again, mentioned about their their joysticks having to do all the reprogramming because profiles didn't work. Um, there was also the... Um, Getting used to the new, uh, what did they call it? Uh, you mentioned it earlier, Paul, about the power shield. Um, the, the power, the power, the power system. Yeah. Capacity, capacity. We have capacity. whatever the new name is for it. Yeah, the new name thing. Yeah, people adjusting and getting used to that. But it seems like people, after they figured it out, are pretty happy with it. So it, it wasn't monumental, but it was significant enough to me, especially bringing in Horizon. Uh, I agree completely with Coder. Uh, I was hoping that there would have been a little bit more going on, even though we knew that they said that it's just going to be like we're putting the placeholder down and then we're going to add stuff later. I do hope, like Coder said, that when version two comes out, uh, T2 of it, that 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 there's more there because there's a lot of real estate there to play around with. Uh, it's beautiful. You can go out there and hang out with friends, but obviously we want some gameplay to take place there as well. So yeah, that's about it. Okay. Uh, I'll go next, then we'll, go, we'll finish off with Space Coder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's a good step. I think this 314 went from being uh, this killer patch when it was originally had medical and, and persistence to being more of a gateway patch. Stanton being added, and 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 you mentioned the salty cast, but I, I think I think I did a good job that, during that time to kind of explain yeah. like <clears throat> Orson is beautiful. It took an, you, it took a lot of effort, and it shows. They they put some work in on Orison in a way that I was not expecting. I was expecting, oh, look, beautiful clouds. Look, at this is kind of cool, and then move on. But no, they mm. built that thing with some serious, like, creative muscle. Like, they, mm. you could see, like, they took everything they, they learned in the past and just poured themselves into that environment. Mm. And it shows, and it shows off, like, paid off in dividends. Massive dividends. So, I... 100% think that Orison is the highlight of this. And I don't think, and I think a lot of people say, oh, they won't be able to match it. I think they will, but I think this is a sign of things to come in terms of, you know, future landing zones. Pyro is not going to be beautiful, but Pyro is going to be beautiful in its ugliness. and <laughs> How <laughs> destroyed Ruin Station is. I'm looking forward to the revamping of Levski and how it looks, you know, in the near future. This makes me optimistic. And I would say that the changes are welcome. Most of the changes are good. I think they're, they're the right step. But it's a step. Overall, good patch. I'm still concerned about keeping people engaged in Star Citizen beyond the initial release. Like, I'm, I'm afraid that this if this comes out at the end of J- July or beginning of August, that you know, to lie for everybody that people go, Ooh, shiny for like two weeks. And then call me in October when CitizenCon happens, which is, <laughs> I, 
I feel like that <laughs> wouldn't have happened as much if there was persistent inventory and medical gameplay. There would be a little mm-hmm. bit more of a, but you know. So I still I still think that's that's a negative downside of the patch, but mm-hmm. still more more positive than negative. What do you think, yeah. Space Coder? It's uh, like you said. You know, three fourteen has been cut to the bone in mm-hmm. terms of features, uh, and ultimately, I think. Uh, 314 was one step forward, two steps back, but those two steps back gave us a much better footing moving forward. And I think ultimately that's good because they removed a lot of technical depth, they improved a lot of the tech, and they did a lot of quality of life fixes. Yeah. And, and I think we were overdue for a quality of life patch at this point because we had a lot of, uh, lot of bugs that were pestering people. You know, the, we had a lot of instability. There was performance issues. We had the friends list bug, which was annoying. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even critical. It was just annoying. It, it was annoying me to the point where I, where I was considering like not streaming and not making content until they fixed it because it was so annoying. And they fixed that, and I, and I think that's great. So 3.14 is, is amazing. There you go. I think that's a good, 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 solid ending. If you are watching this on YouTube, this is going to be the end of our, uh, our, the video. Um, but if you're watching this on Twitch, we're going to roll right into the questions and answers. If you're watching this on YouTube, do not worry. Within the next day, it should be up. The question and answer should be, a session should be up. I split it up into two just because it makes it easier for some people to consume as a, uh, as, as a product. So, uh, I will, uh, thank, thank you guys. Make sure you follow these two folks in their social medias. Please do, uh, you know, youtube.com slash the space coder, um, right? Or is it, uh, the space coder one that's it's on the space Twitter. Coder. It's the space coder and the Soul space Citizens. coder one is on Twitter. The space coder is, is on YouTube yeah. and Twitter <laughs> and everything else. Um, and, uh, if you want to watch this live, we do this every, uh, Saturday at 3 PM Pacific, 6 PM Eastern, uh, 11 PM UTC. We'd love to see you come in and answer, ask your questions live as well. Uh, And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. Later, y'all.